On this week's episode of Devil's Trap Podcast, we'll talk about the newest parenting book, How Not to Parent by John Winchester. We will solve the age-old riddle of what's black and white and red all over. Plus, tune in for Devil's Trap Podcast news and play along with season four trivia. Let's do this. This week's episode of Devil's Trap Podcast. I'm Diana. I'm Liz. And we are talking about potato salad. That is, wait, wait, that's not what this show is about. What is this show about? Uh, I think it's a show called Supernatural, and we're on season four, episode 22. Lucifer Rising. Lucifer Rising. Lucifer Rising, uh, which is the name of an album. Actually, I think it was the name of an album, but, uh, we are here talking about the television show Supernatural. Uh, I, Liz, am a longtime fan and have watched the show many times over. Why, Diana is a virgin. I've only seen this episode two times technically because we watched it once together, but I also watched it on my own with notes. And so I haven't seen anything. I've never seen season five, only seen this. So I've finally seen through season four. It's very exciting. This is all she knows. All she knows. And why are we talking about potato salad? Because oh. we can, bitches. Yeah. That's why. Well, we had over, over, you know, some good holiday pool time. We- Picked up some barbecue at a local barbecue joint, Lockhart's, and it was delicious, some brisket. And I made some potato salad, and I found a really good recipe on Pinterest, and I was very happy with it. So I need to know, because I am from a Polish family, but my um, our potato salad is very Southern. So it is a mayonnaise-based potato salad uh, with celery and very much, I think there's like a pickle brine in it. There's no eggs. There's nothing else. Like it's just very, that is my potato salad. I don't oppose. I mean, I want to be clear. I have no problem with other kinds of potato salad. All kinds of potato salad are delicious. Yeah. I'm a potato Sometimes person. I just prefer mine. So what is your, what was the potato salad you made? This was the first time I've made this one. Um, I've recently, like, I, I know what you're talking about, like a traditional Southern one. I like that one. I did a German potato salad recently, a warm one, delish. With this mustard? One, no, not the German. German potato no, salad. No, the German one is mustard based. No way. It's just straight up vinegar and like, oh yeah, onions and, and bacon. It's good shit. This mm. one. We'll fight it because there's a mustard. There is a mustard German one. We'll fight. I'll fight you on that one, but go on. This was a Pinterest find and it was a shit ton of mayonnaise, a packet of ranch dressing seasoning, a bunch of green onions chopped up. And then uh, boiled new potatoes, you stir it all in, and then you crumble bacon in it. So basically ranch. It was ranch with 
bacon and potatoes and, and, and bacon and nobody mad at that I no, know. nobody <laughs> is mad at that at all that sounds delicious so there you go there's a cooking tips healthy eating <laughs> this also sounds why i look at my test results from my doctor and they all say abnormal abnormal because i'm like bacon and 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 mayonnaise yes. go on <laughs> and then we're going to add in some carbs and some starch. Go yeah. on. Yeah. Uh, so, um, summer foods. Love it. Yep. So we are heading into full on summer. It is hot as balls. I got into my car today and it said plus 103. I think I burned my fingers putting down the window in Duchess. <laughs> Like I, I drove her today for a minute, and I had her parked in, like you know outside in the sun, and I got and I like real hot to open the door, but I got in, and I'm like, all right, I got to roll these windows down because she does not have air conditioning, and it is fucking hot out, and I'm like having to like tap the 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 electric buttons and like tap them and let it go for a second so I wouldn't like blister my fingers. I swear. Amazing. And this, yeah. I love Duchess. Duchess is a work of beautiful art. You have no air conditioning and it is 103. And you're like, I'm going to get into this behemoth of a metal, like, like the opposite of the thing you put in your, in your car windshield to like deflect the sun. Like it is the opposite of that. She needs a custom one of those though, doesn't she? No, oh, she does. She does. So let's just say Duchess across the front. It'll be a thing. And maybe bedazzled like the Mercedes that we talked about in last week's episode. Uh, so oh, here we go. That's fine. Yep. So we are, this is the season finale for mm-hmm. season four. Um, so we will be going into a short break, uh, after this is done. We'll be back in August, which will be just around the corner. Uh, don't you know, don't unsubs- like how can you unsubscribe? I don't know. Like don't, just just resubscribe. Smash the like button again. Just hit it. Just hit it all the time. Just all yeah. all the buttons. Just like keep hitting your phone. Throw it against the wall. It'll be fine. Like you'll get more of us. I swear. And we'll be back to kick off August first week of August. We'll be back for season five. Season five, where Dean meets aliens and, what? uh, Sam, um, uh, becomes best friends with Dolly Parton and they go on a road trip and on the road trip, they meet Queen Latifah and they go and they, they have a heist together. Missed opportunities. So, so Dean joins the X files and Sam goes on a cross country, like buddy road trip sitcom is what you're telling me. <laughs> that is what happens. Look, a lot of people are theorizing because, uh, the Hadron Collider just like went off and did some shit, did some science stuff. I don't know. So a lot of people think that we just entered a new wormhole. Like once it happened. So this is the new timeline. Um, and in this new timeline, that's what happens in season five. It could be the same timeline. We don't know. Diana doesn't know. Dolly Parton's in next season. Like what? Keep watching it. You'll see her eventually. Just keep looking for her. Don't be lying about Dolly Parton. All right. That's fair. I can't. I can't. You know, like it is, I had to genuflect to, to, to the goddess Dolly. And yeah. So, and she's just like, that's fine because it's Dolly. And she's also well, anyway. That's what she says. Uh, any, any other shit we need to talk about before we move just straight into this? Oh, um, uh, Jensen Ackles, as of today that we are recording this, is number 22 in the, the star ranking list. I'm just going to keep watching it until he's like number one, but that is fucking insane. Yes. 22. 
like a real superstar. Our, our little boy is a, a fucking superstar. Absolutely. Superstar. Good for him. We're so proud of you. All right. So Lucifer Rising, season four, episode 22. This first aired May 14th, 2009. Do you know where you were May 14th, 2009? No. Me neither. Before times. I I don't even know what state I was living in. I think I I think that that's post the economy crash. So I know where I, I was living then. I think I moved back to San Antonio. I think I just fled the East Coast. I was I was in Haltom City. Where is that? It's a suburb of Fort Worth. I'm sorry. Like it's really sad that Fort Worth has suburbs. Hey. It's just a suburb. And like and then it adds like additional suburbs. Hey, don't talk Fort Worth now. Hold on. Hold on. Uh, 817 rears its ugly head yes. uh, anyways alright so this was directed and written by Eric Kripke um, who like much like Jensen Ackles is like star number 22 because of the boys he's also having a fabulous time uh, they are in the process of making a new spinoff of that um, the title has not come out yet just according to the description, it is the lives of hormonal competitive soups as they put their physical, sexual, and moral boundaries to the test, competing for the best contracts in the best cities. Weird. Yeah, so I'm kind of, I can kind of see it. So it's, you know, not as morality driven, I think, as the boys maybe. Right. So. This, this is a show about Supernatural, not the boys, but good for you, Eric Kripke. Good for you, Jensen Ackles. Good for you, Jared Padalecki. Like, you're still, you're doing okay. Walker got renewed. You're fine. Okay. All right. So, we are going to open a St. Mary's Convent in Ilchester, Maryland, 1972. And just because it's season four, or season four, I don't know what the fuck I'm saying. Just because it's the last episode of season four for Devil's Trap Podcast, we're going straight into lore. Straight, straight into lore. What? It is. There's many lore. Small lore. Small lore. Alright, so I learned on Supernatural Wiki, and I did not know this, that there is actually a St. Mary's College that is in Ilchester, Maryland. Huh. And it's known as Hell House. Oh, that's what? what? I know. I know. Crazy. <laughs> Who knew? All right. So what is now known as Hell House College can be find in found inside the best state park name. Are you ready? Put oh fuck. I was like, are you ready? And I don't know if I can pronounce this. It's like <laughs> Patopsco. P-A-T-A-P. S-C-O. Potopsco? Checks out. Yeah. Go with it. Potopsco. Um, so there is a state park there and you can go along Buzzard Rock Trail to find this. And they have these really cool like little pictures of buzzards up there and it looks fucking awesome. I really want it. I love buzzards and I want to go on this walk. So you go on this walk. Mm. And then you eventually get to this property, right? So originally in 1866, there was a 110 acre property that was sold to the congregation of the most holy redeemer, which was a Roman Catholic missionary congregation, better known as another word that Liz doesn't want to say. And it's redemptorists 
R-E-D-E-P-T-O-R-I-S-T-S. Rodeptorus? Sure. Cool. We'll go with that. They sound like a dinosaur. I don't know why. They sound like a dinosaur. That's why I was like... So they intended to turn the property into a seminary. And so in 1868, they opened the seminary at St. Mary's College. And it was a five-story Italian Renaissance-style building. And there was a chapel with a gabled roof. Everybody loves a gabled roof. And stained glass windows. There were also 14 pavilions to illustrate these stations of the cross. And anybody who was ever a Catholic child and had to walk those those stations uh-huh. in a pageant... Uh-huh. Maybe having some flashbacks right now and see, yeah, this, I can see what people thought this maybe evil happened here. All right. So, but over the years, thousands of men went to St. Mary's College. Um, but at the most, there was like a hundred to 150 students at a time, but still like a good hundred years of the school being in place. Uh, it continued to be operated by the rep. Redactorus until they moved their headquarters to Wisconsin in 1972. In the early 1980s, somebody tried to turn this into luxury apartments and it didn't work. And I say year before your time because that was the Instagram like place that was like waiting to happen. But unfortunately, much like Marty McFly in uh, Back to the Future, your kids are going to love this, but you're not ready for it. So, um, and then in 1983, somebody was like, we want to put a quote, non-denominational monastery and spiritual center here, which I'm pretty sure is code for cult, right? Non-denominational spiritual center. Sounds like a cult. Yeah, it sounds like somebody wants child brides. Like, that is what's happening there. So, the place just starts to crumble, right? So, they have this gorgeous building, but nobody's there taking care of it. And now, somehow, it's the middle of a state park around it, and it just starts to crumble. People keep going there, and in 1996, uh, people like burned it, like just burnt more of it down. Um, in 2006, they tore down the remaining structures, and so now, all that you can see are foundations, concrete staircases, and an altar beneath a colonnaded pavilion. Oh, because that's not creepy at all. No, not at all. I'm just going to go into the woods with these stairs that don't go anywhere, and an altar, and a bunch of torn out things. No, I would never think this place was haunted. Not at all. Never. Never. And so the legends and rumors that are surrounding this place, which I think make it a very interesting choice for this episode. Um, the main one is that either an insane priest was there and he slaughtered several female students or that a priest raped nuns in the college. And when the priest was caught, he escaped, but the nuns got possessed by demons and they murdered everyone in the college or the nuns were found hanged and there is a pentagram drawn in blood on the floor below and the death of the priest had killed himself uh, with a gunshot wound to the head. Um, Not to, you know, probably as everybody's pointed out, um, seminaries don't usually have nuns. No. Because they're um, seminaries and that is where men learn to be priests and Women, they're not there. 
But there's, there is like a female school that was like real bad <laughs> that like, uh, like a female reform school that was near there. And so people think like things may have like Diana just like drank a bit of a PBR and then like <laughs> spit it out. So I don't, I want to have commentary of what happened with the PBR that Diana just tried to drink. Sorry to disappoint you, but it's uh cherry blossom LaCroix, not a PBR. Oh, why did it uh, sorry, it just looked like a PBR word. Well, it's it's a it's not bad. I hadn't had one before, so it's probably not the greatest thing to be like, oh, we're doing a show. Let me try this drink I've never consumed. But it's very aromatic. And so I took a sip and then it was I smelled it. I'm sorry. Did you dealt it? <laughs> Um, so in the, we forgot, also forgot to say what we've been drinking for the past two episodes. So on the last ep, we recorded two episodes today. And in the first episode, I was drinking a Chardonnay because I opened a Senor Chardonnay last night while I was working on research and, um, didn't finish it. So I drank that and then I finished it. Now I'm drinking a Austin East Cider cider. Nice. I'm, drank every day for like a fucking week and so my that's liver, a lot not quite but it was just like a lot of we had a lot of activities going on so i, I decided to give my liver a break and uh i enjoyed a cherry vanilla coke zero and now i'm having my first cherry blossom Lacroix. no <laughs> yeah you don't feel like you're in japan no, 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 or, or DC where also cherry blossoms are. Anyways. All right. So if you go to visit hell house, hell, hell college, um, you may hear footsteps going up and down these concrete stairs expected. You can also feel cold spots, even when it's hot in the summer, which sounds great. Like if I can just have ghosts follow me around in Texas during the summer, I would save a lot of money. Uh, my air conditioner also broke again this week. I want when you want I want you to go do things that involve the heat. You wouldn't complain. How do we do this? We need to summon ghosts. Yep, yep, there we go. Uh but then I had to pull out Ouija boards and summon ghosts, which will freak you out. And so I don't I don't know. We'll 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 come to a consensus soon. Uh so some guys had said that they saw the figure of a young white girl while um sorry, sorry a young girl. Yeah, she was probably white. Um while exploring the ruins. And according to them, um her eyes turned red as she as they approached her, but she disappeared. And of course, uh theoretically. This is a location for satanic rituals, including animal sacrifices, but also like, yeah, you got an abandoned place in the middle of the woods with some, with an altar. Yeah. What the fuck do you expect? Like, you can't just leave an altar in the woods and not expect somebody to sacrifice something on it. It just is that is, that, is them's the rules. Yeah. That's funny. I, if you came up across an altar like in the woods, like would you not expect somebody to sacrifice something on it? Like, yeah, I would hope they wouldn't. Okay, all right. So let's bust into this episode, and we have cameras just like going through buttresses. So many great buttresses, mm-hmm. and um, yeah, demon smoke cock into the priest. Yep, he's just cock smoked. That's how we get kick it off. And he's in the middle of saying the Lord's Prayer and says blah, blah, blah. Ridiculous. Yeah, he's sassy. He's a sassy priest. Uh, And during his homily, he's talking about, um, you know, about how hard it can be to find, you know, to feel like you found how to feel and to find your father and my father's in jail. But your dad put him there. What What is what he's saying to all these uh, nuns in training? 
Yeah. Is this on Nat Geo? Like, I'm pretty sure I've seen this on Nat Geo. <laughs> so, uh, and then he's like, yeah. And then I figured out this is where the cage door opens uh, or the cage door goes at a convent. And he thinks it's hilarious. And one of the nuns tries to interrupt because she's like, the fuck is happening? And it's, he snaps at her because he's sassy. He says, you shut your, uh, what is it? You shut your freaking pie hole, you little slut. Yeah, which is something you should never say to a nun. Um, because no matter what, we are all afraid of nuns. I don't care. They are all scary. But the nuns here are so very young. Yes. Well, because they're at the convent. They're all like training. That's how the convents are. Well, that's where they live. So that's not really what okay. they Okay. Yeah. Uh, they live in a convent typically, not, but they don't train there. Yeah, they can train the well, I I'll discuss how you become a nun later. Um and you get a wimple. It'll be great. Okay, anyway. So, um but not in so my career path. I know that for my terrible Catholic upbringing. <laughs> not really my Catholic. <laughs> but anyway, so though but the whole thing is he's the he's the priest says he points out and calls his daddy an angel. So now we know that obviously the priest is totally possessed and is totally talking about the devil. Lucifer. And um he's like, "Oh, you know, it's in a nun factory. It's right idea, wrong angel. And then his eyes turn yellow. And he tells the nuns to pray and they scream. Oh, so it's Azazel. We have Azazel and he's stabbing nuns like you do. Um, but as we see, you know, pan out and these nuns are screaming, I'm like, ladies, there's like 12 of you. And I don't care if it's a fucking demon, like there's one demon, one knife, and 12 bitches. Like, girls, take him down. Like all of this shit could have been stopped in 1972 is the women just felt empowered and said, no, sir, no, we're not going to listen to you mansplain the fucking Bible and the apocalypse and all this shit to me. Your daddy ain't Lucifer, whatever, fuck off and just killed him. But now this is where we are. Get your shit together, girls. All right. So now we're going to go into a, a weird focus into Sam. Yeah. Sam is totally zoned out and him and Ruby are next to her bright orange muscle car next to this abandoned house and Ruby's like, All right, Ruby's that like, car was hot he's like is your head in the game and she's like Dean's wrong and Sam's like no no he was right it's like no you'll get back you'll patch things up and she's like look he's like look I don't even know if there will be an after this and I can already feel the change in me so Dean's better off far away I'm resigned to it so he's woe is me but he's like basically totally justified it all in his mind at this point. He's murdering himself uh, like a yeah. motherfucker. I am. Oh, it's only me. I can't get back to Dean. Wait, me, me. And so we've got wines and whiny Sam again. But now we're going to go into the same shot into Dean, which I really appreciated. Kripke yeah. like that. The 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 fuzz the fuzz out and whatever. So now we're going to go into Dean and the best Bobby ever. Man, he's you know. Bobby's talking to him, but Dean's just like, I'm not going to call him. But he's like, Bobby's like, we've just a kickoff to the apocalypse. We got bigger fish to fry than whatever y'all have going on. And y'all need to, you need to reach out. And Sam, and Dean's just really, really pushing back. Uh, but Bobby fucking flips out. He rips him a new one and it's glorious. I also love that he slides everything off the tabletop. 
like just like oh yeah, like I've always wanted to do, but I don't want to pick it up, so I don't do it. Ever. Yeah, I also feel like if I'm gonna do that, I need I like because there's two there's two situations where it happens, either when you're mad or when you're gonna fuck somebody. Oh, yeah. Like those are the times and things that swept you're, off. But also, I'm like that's a mess. Yes, I don't want that mess. Anyway, so anyway. maybe somebody else's house. Somebody else's house. No, I would feel bad. I I can't. Okay, so maybe like a rage room, like you know where I pay somebody to go hit shit. Like maybe they can give me that, and I can throw things off a table. No, yeah. let's take this to Shark Tank. I like it. I like it. All right. Anyways, so Bobby goes into the best speech. Oh yeah. Boo-hoo. So sorry your feelings are hurt, princess. Are you under the impression that family's supposed to make you feel good? They're supposed to make you miserable. That's what he says. That's why they're family. And applause, applause. For, like, and I honestly, I really do love this. This is my family. I'm just like, oh, shit. Thank you for reminding me, Bobby, that I can't be upset that my family sucks because they're family and they're supposed to make you miserable thanks Bobby Uh, but also then he goes into a much better point yes and he calls Dean a brat but then he's also like you're not just a brat you you sound like like your fucking dad and your dad was a coward which gets a little bit of a rise out of Dean because Dean's never viewed John as a coward he always thought he was super fucking brave and Bobby's like no he'd rather push Sam away than reach out to him that's not brave which is true yeah this is all about this is what makes a good relationship I also think there should be a parenting handbook called don't be like John Winchester Yes. Uh, and Bobby gives a really, but then Bobby kind of does like, he does the good, like you tear him down and you build him back up. He's like, tells Dean, like, look, you're a better man than John was. So don't be him. Don't be like John. And you don't. can tell it's kind of gotten through to him. Oh, but yeah, but he blinks. He, he blinks and he turns around and now he's in a white, a white gilded room with Cass. I, I was like, I have was like, I think this would only be described as Marie Antoinette's dining room. Yeah, yeah. And who is up there? But Cass. Yeah, it's almost time. Hmm, that's convenient. Almost time for what? We don't know, but it is time for the scrumptious baby to go for a walk. So now we've got our 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 demon chef has a baby, and she's called got a baby. Got a baby. She's called scrumptious. And she uh, goes into like the creepy back hallway of the hospital and runs into Sam, who does his psychic fling on her. The psychic fling happens. And we're going to go back to the Rococo room. Yes. I call. It, I think I call it the fancy angel room. <laughs> fancy angels. But what? now in there, there is a platter of burgers and pretty much like the fancy version of a bucket of beer. Yeah. yeah. Not mad at these things. And who is there but our old friend Zachariah? So do you think these burgers are maintaining temperature? I mean, also, they don't look that appealing, honestly. Like, they could have done a better, like, they could have got, like, a Food Network person in there or something. Because I was like, uh, these don't look great. Well, but they say they're also, like, supposed to be from, like, a seaside shack that he remembers from Delaware in his childhood. So, I mean, they may not have been that impressive. It might have just been a burger you had a nostalgia for. 
Yeah, no, I had this nostalgia for this Mexican restaurant that I ate at when I was like seven because it was in my old neighborhood in San Antonio in a very, very Mexican area. And it was at a strip mall and they made like the best red onion gravy that you've ever had on enchiladas. And nobody like understood, like it was just, it was a moment in time. And I will like, I will be searching those enchiladas for the rest of my life and I will never find them again until like, you know, somebody is trying to bully me into helping out some angels and put me into a fake room in heaven. And they always stay like the perfect temperature, but yeah, the cheese and those burgers is what got me. Like uh-huh. the cheese does not look great. Uh, but anyways, you got the bucket of beer. We got the sweet life of Zach and Cass. And, um, yeah, sweet life of Zach and Cass. And they, they, the angels don't get it. But, um, Zach, Zachariah basically describes this as like the green room before showtime to keep Dean safe. Mm, and mm. him with like things he likes, but he is not interested in the burgers. So we know that he's suspicious of all of this. Sus, sus. The burger. And then, uh, Zach, Zachariah offers Dean ginger from season two of Gilligan's Island. Dean ponders it briefly, but still says no. As you should. If someone offers you ginger, you ponder butt shit. But then they offer you Marianne and you should be fuck. Yeah. He but- said no. He did. He said, we'll throw in Marianne. He said no. 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 So Dean's just like, look, I, I want to know the fucking plan. That's all I want. And Zachariah's like, no, no, I'm not going to tell you. And Dean's like, no, that that's not going to work for me. And Zachariah's like, yeah, no, all the seals are falling except for one. So, um, you know, you just, you just need to, you know, you steer the one that started this whole mess. So, and it's going to be a different ball game. So you just got to wait. Well, it's going to break it tomorrow at night. And I think it's a really interesting point. Like, you know, that guilt rubbing that we haven't heard for a while is, Hey, as much as we're bitching about this, you started this shit. <laughs> this apocalypse is all the Winchester's fault. So yeah. maybe you should clean it up, but. Whatever, I guess that's fine. Um, and then like, oh, is this a thing that just like rips into my soul? Because oh. he's just like, you swore your obedience and you need to obey. So obey. Oh, Castiel does not like this either. Cause you can tell Castiel's uncomfortable. He's staying in the back and he just kind of like looks, looks down when he, when that, when, when Zachariah says it. Ugh. Yeah, and maybe just my—I would say that this is a big turn for Zachariah in our perception as a viewer at this point, because so far he's been kind of like, yeah, he's like kind of like trying to be the buddy, but not too much, but like kind of because he's the one that showed Dean like the alternate world he could have been in. That's when we met him, right, a few episodes ago, and then now we're seeing him as like, no, no, it's game time. We just need your help, so just just chill, you know. We just point. I'll give you whatever you want. Just hang out in this room and be safe. But I'm not telling you shit. And if you push, I will push back. And now we're seeing more of that. We're, we're seeing the the authority side of that riot, which we haven't seen yet. Yeah. And I first we first met him, though, in a corporation. So I clearly never trusted him. <laughs> uh, so, um, yeah. So we get this icky, but basic. But we're going to cut back to um, our nurse and Sam. Yeah. And, um, yeah. So she's she's all tied up. And Sam does not have to use a devil's trap to hold her now, which is interesting. And he just wants to know where Lilith is. She's like, look, uh, I'm going to die you whether I talk or not. And if I get away, Lilith's going to kill me. So I'm not going to say shit. And so he starts torturing her. 
Yep. And so we're about to cut to D in the green room. And but one of the things I thought was interesting too is that Sam didn't need a devil's trap to contain her. And then she said, You're just like Aaron and Madonna, which did lead me to the question, are Aaron and Madonna still together? I don't think so. Okay. That satisfies me. All right, so let's cut to D in the green room. And he's pacing and he but he decides that he needs to call Sam and he leaves a voicemail. And this voicemail is pretty thoughtful for Dean. I think so. He's like, look, I'm pissed, but I shouldn't have said what I said. I'm not dad. We're brothers. We're family. And then right as he's saying, I'm sorry, the recording cuts off. Yeah. I mean, he says like this very poignant, like we're brothers and that will never change. And I really like that. Like it's, it's the family is going back to like what we love about these two, but mm-hmm. it cuts off and that doesn't feel good. Yeah, I'm sorry. It's kind of like, mm. so we cut back to our demonic chef nurse screaming and she's like, fuck it. I'm going to talk tomorrow at midnight at St. Mary's. Lilith's going to break the final seal, but no, one, but, but this nurse doesn't know what the seal is. And so Sam's like, fine. All right. I'll kill you now. But Ruby's like, mm, no, nope, you can't kill her because we need her for her demon blood. And Sam's like, God damn it, that's fucked up. And the chef's like, God damn it, that's fucked up. Uh, <laughs> but, but now she's like, you know what? Fuck that. I'm just going to take a siesta and take a back seat and give the body back over to its vessel. So now it's the human running the body and the demon's just chilling in the background. And now she's a very, very, very terrified, upset human being named Cindy that desperately wants help tied to the table instead of, uh, creepy demon that wants to eat babies yeah it's fucked up yeah fucked up and so we're gonna cut back and this is actually a very interesting date so we're gonna cut back to the combat in 1972 which is if you look at the saint mary's college that is the same time that those priests left and moved themselves to wisconsin because maybe they did not just want cheese they're like "Mm." So I just think that's an interesting date. I'm glad I thought that those two like coincide. All right. So we have now priest Azazel who is just like pleading to whoever. It's just like, I got you a bag full of nuns. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All the nuns did. And all the candles start, but he says that, but then the, there's a nun lying upside down ish off of the altar. And that one starts breathing and talking to him. Which is effing creepy, by the way. I mean, I'm sure Lucifer's is like, what can I find? Oh, hey, nor- nun corpse. Yep, I will use his nun corpse. All right, cool. So the Yi priest calls those that lost faith dickless heathens, but that he didn't lose faith. And uh, so the the vessel of the dead nun, I don't know, tells Yi priest, which is why I started calling this skill. I priest is, is it, but I know. Anyway. <laughs> I was like, well, how did we get to Yi priest? Yeah, that's where I was at. Yellow eyes priest. Oh, okay. Guess it's, guess it's Azazel. And so we see. All right. Ye priest. All right. I'm here. I'm here. I'm here with you. Cool, 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 cool. Right, my shorthand that I get amused by. So then I just roll with it. You know. like, I, I, I'm back. I'm here. Right, let's go. Um, and so he's like, uh, yeah, Lilith's the only one that can break the seal. And, uh, priest is like, God damn it. That's gonna be a pain. But he's like, fine. And then the, he also goes on to say that you have to find a special child. Ooh. Which never sounds good. Like, you need to find a special child. All the, mm, nope, nope, nope. 
Don't don't tell priests they need to go find special children. Like uh, that's just uh, nope, nope, not gonna end well. All right. So we're gonna cut back to modern day Sam. And so now he's reading about a priest killing a bunch of nuns at a convent in nineteen seventy-two. So he's reading about what happened here. And Liz Liz likes Ruby's comment after that. Ruby thinks she's gonna be clever and tell a joke. But it's black and white and red all over. Damn sorry. No, dead nuns. Yeah. Yeah. But yep. so apparently the priest that we saw Azazel possess, apparently Azazel left at some point and the priest so the priest like got investigated like interrogated and he was he's like I was possessed. So he like knew kind of what happened but had no control, which is crazy. Yeah, which you know, many serial killers it's very upsetting. Yeah, I I was gonna say many, but not a lot of honestly using the I was possessed by Satan is not honestly a common theme in men serial killers. Right. and usually it was like, even like Sam Berkowitz was just like, I want to talk to like a dog. I was talking to a dog. Not that I was possessed. I was just talking to Satan as a dog. Oh, okay. So anyhow, so, uh, so Sam where are we at? So Sam wants another, Sam wants more blood. Yeah, yeah. But he doesn't want to take the nurse and Ruby's like, mm, too bad. Nope. And so we have a really dramatic scene of, Sam shoving her screaming into the trunk. This I don't like this. That's very uncomfortable. This is like a it's brutal in Sam's humanity. It's not just practicality. It's it's dark. But yeah, yeah. Don't, I do not like it. Uh, pretty much, you're just a, you're shoving a screaming woman to the back of a trunk, and no, that is pretty much. But all of women's like greatest fear. Uh, well, for now, greatest fear, but it's definitely up there. Uh, yeah. So we cut back to Dean in your, in the angel safe room, whatever we're going to call it. I don't know. Um, and he knocks the statue over. Yeah, he's just made a cat. Let's make a cat. Exactly. That's what I wrote. A cat. Black cat. Fuck you. Fuck this thing. Fuck this thing. And so, but Castiel arrives and, cause Dean wanted to see him. And Dean's like, yeah, I need to see Sam. That's all there is to it. And see, Castiel's just being very like coy about like, no, you can't see him. No, he didn't even say it. He's like, no, I just don't think that'd be a good idea. I don't think that'd be wise. And then finally, um, like Dean's like, gets him to basically say, no, you can't go. Yeah. And then Cass makes the doors disappear and that's just sad and wrong. I don't like it. Um, and then we're going to flash back to something else I don't like, which is them just driving the car while Cindy's screaming in the trunk. Yeah. And Sam's very upset about it, but he's also examining the voicemail that he has from Dean on his phone, but he's not listening to it. Yeah. I, and I've been there. It's like, oh, this voicemail. Uh, it's going to be bad. Someone's going to be ripping a new one. I am just not going to do it. And he's just like, you know what? Maybe Dean was right. Yeah. Well, and then you can tell Sam's pretty bothered by, at this point by the screaming in the trunk, as you should be. You should but, be. Yeah. Ruby kind of like gets a dig in on him that's pretty honest about like, you've never really worried before about the vessel that, or the, the body that was possessed, but they did kind of because they forced her yeah. to get a body that was like, a person that was like a vegetable, but they've also gone back and forth about this because they didn't think there was a safe way because none of the bodies survive anyways when the demon leaves it. So it's kind of a, a, a circular argument. Well, but. and the thing is, is like, if we're going on this logic, he's like, as far as we have seen, it's of Sam doing 
he hasn't been really drinking the blood of anybody but Ruby, and he has been drinking oh, her. He attacked. And the and the one he attacked, he we out. haven't seen him draining anybody else. Mm-hmm. All we have seen him doing is like taking demons out of them, right? right? We haven't seen him licking anybody's blood but Ruby. So I don't know if I agree with this mm-hmm. because I feel like Sam has even like at the darkest, like while Dean was gone, was still like not trying to kill human beings. Like I yeah. don't feel like. I feel like he's she's twisting this too much. No, I can see that. And then she's and she really like, does like a big like trying to like I think an ego stroke justification like oh well, but all the ends justify the means because you're saving the world anyways. It's like basically what she's saying. So yeah, so she's being a manipulative bitch. But Dean, but Sam does question everything at this point while she's being a manipulative bitch he, because he is saying like, what if Dean was right about all of it? And you can tell she gets real fucking nervous that he's going to back out of their plan. She's like, wait, what? Hold on. How, you know, you're, you're wondering if Dean was right. So no, we, no. he'll be cut back to right away. Who is pissed about being trapped in this room. And, and he's fixing this, like hitting this wall with like this thing, a pedestal, a pedestal. With the pedestal, I think he's fixing himself. And I'm like, God damn it. This is like the best. Like if we could put this on shark tank, that'd be so frustrating. Are you kidding me. No, so frustrating. Frustrating, but also as a homeowner, oh, don't be- you like? Don't you want to be able to like throw something into your wall and oh. it just heal itself? No, that'd be rad. Yeah, that's fair. I'm just saying, if I really want to smash my way out of something and it was closing me in every time, I'd be upset. So, yeah. that good old Zachariah appears because he doesn't like this behavior and tells Dean to quit hurling feces like a howler monkey. Fair. Hmm. And uh Dean calls him out, though, for lying about keeping him there for safety. Because he's like, look, I got my fucking ass kicked all year and no one gave a shit. You're obviously, like, keeping me uh, locked up for some shit. I want to see Sam. And once again, it's ill-advised, for, according to Zachariah. So Dean's asking a bunch of questions. He's like, look, how? why can't I see Sam and how am I going to kill Lilith? This is bullshit. And this is where we finally start getting some truth out of Zachariah because he's been very, dis, you know, dismissive and evasive and all of his. And KG is fuck. Oh yeah. But finally he's just like, you're not going to kill Lilith. What? Uh, what? This I'm like- sorry. What, what, wasn't that what we're supposed to? What? Yeah. I thought that was the whole I point thought- of all this. Everybody I thought was- I was the chosen one. Isn't yeah. that what, what I do? Yeah. This is like fucking like Dumbledore and like Potter. Like just being like, what? I'm just not going to tell you this shit. I'm just going to fucking die and then you have to figure it out. Oh, yeah. And so basically we find out that the angels, or at least Zachariah has been working with the angels and uh, they really actually want Lilith to break the seal. Um, they don't want to stop her. They never really did want to stop her. They want the apocalypse because, um, obviously they wouldn't have let 65 seals get broken. They're not that inept. And, um, so yeah, po- apocalypse. <laughs> One comment that did crack me up was the, uh, poor name, bad marketing. <laughs> like, yep. oh. Or apocalypse now. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I said that. <clears throat> Yeah. But no, they really, they want the apocalypse. Yeah, because they want to have the battle between heaven and hell, and they think they're going to win and have paradise on earth. And they never wanted to save those poor seals. Arr, arr, arr. And, oh. and like, but now they're also like going around this room and there's all these glorious paintings of the apocalypse. They're all fucking fantastic. And I want 
everyone. Oh. I think I have one of them. Uh, the Witch's Sabbath, when I think I think that walks through there, but there's some other ones like, oh, what is that? Like art director, call me. All right. Yeah. So bring on the apocalypse. And yeah. but truckloads of people are gonna die. Yeah. And Dr. Hatch is like, yeah, it is what it is. No, no, no. he is not is what it is. It's not our first planetary enema we've delivered. Damn, Kripke. Damn. You chose, like, whoever, whichever writer in the room came up with planetary enema. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. All right. So, but Zach is just like, no, wait. You know, Sam has, like, because Dean's like, what about Sam? He's like, yeah, he's got his part to play. Sometimes he needed a nudge to it. Ooh, put that in your pocket for a minute. You're going to need to come back to that. And uh, that guy tells Dean, like, like, I've, you know, you've got bigger concerns. You're still needed. You're going to stop all this, but not by stopping Lilith or stopping the apocalypse. You're going to stop Lucifer. What? That's not what you said. What? Yeah. That's a little bit different. And they make the reference our own little Russell Crowe complete with a surly attitude. Nah. Oh. Is Russell Crowe still acting? I think so. I, I haven't seen him in a while. I'm sure he did something terrible. Alright, so he's just like, look, if you do this, like you're going to have some really great shit. You're yeah. going to get some peace. You're going to get some happiness. You're going to get two versions and 70 sluts. Fuck you, Zechariah. Yeah. Yeah. And, but the key important question, I think, to wrap this up, and I'm not important, in, but this conversation, Dean finally asks, like, the big question, because the boss of all of this, supposedly of the angels, he said, where's God in all this? Zachariah. But- God, God has left the building. And all I can think about here is just like, God's not here, man. Like, where is Dave? Dave's not here. Where is God? God's not here, man. I'm looking for God. God's not here, man. And uh, that's how I feel this, like, this is what's happening. But so, well, Dean is contemplating this when I kept back to the convent. Yeah. And it is nighttime and modern time at the secure, at the convent now and a security guards there. And he finds hot blonde Lilith uh, in a white dress. And super, super white dress. And so what place is too way too dirty for a dress that white. It's way too dirty. Like this dress just gives me anxiety. <laughs> and I get it's like in like this is a wedding dress for somebody in 2009. Yes. This is like the the dress that they dreamed out Vera Wang or somebody right. like but all I can think of is, is like my uncle's gonna slip and he's gonna knock red wine into me somewhere. <clears throat> Ah, and but the demons grab the security guard. So we know now that Lilith is at the convent. That's the important takeaway from that. Um, so we're back in the fancy angel room and Dean is desperately trying to call Sam, but now his phone calls aren't even going through. He came and leave a voicemail and Castiel arrives. He's like, you're outside of your coverage zone. And I, I honestly don't know how Dean's work phone worked in this place in the beginning. Oh, like I, I was like, I was surprised. Mm, your flip phone your flip phone worked for or did it yeah so dean's like upset with castiel like very upset about it um and he's like what what's gonna happen you know to sam and he's like nothing he's gonna do it you know do it to himself but castiel's like apologizing about that ends like this and dean fucking gets pissed and punches him in the face but it doesn't hurt castiel it just hurts dean's hand really badly 
Yeah, because Cassio has an iron jaw, and this is what happens when you punch. But I did love the very cartoon effect of him punching his iron jaw and doing a clang, and just like oh, oh. And but then like Dean and Cass, I do some very close talking, which I was just like, this is Destiel, and and Diana was like, Liz, like you're just reading into this, and I'm like, no, they want to kiss, and apparently I'm the only one of like a hundred thousand people who saw that. But Diana did not see Dean and, and Cass wanting to kiss here. But that I was just I don't me. see it. I don't see it. Don't see it <laughs> at all. Anyways, but Dean just gets like super woke though and he just starts ripping Cass. And he was just like, don't give me that holy crap. I don't want to hear about destiny. You know, it's just all lies to keep us in line. You know, and people in Dean's talking about this people are real. They've got real families. Cassiel's like, I don't see what's worth saving. And Dean says, you can take your piece and shove it up your lily white ass. I'll yeah. take pain. I'll take the guilt. I'll even take Sam as is. It's a lot better than Stepford bitch in paradise. Woo. Uh, Get it, Sam. Or Dean, Jesus, I'm gonna make this. Get it, Dean for Sam. There we go. Whatever. Yeah, but yeah, this is very punk rock, Dean, and I love it because he's just like, look, man, like the man is like, you're not even working for the man. You're working for like the man's man, and like the man's man is just telling you you have to do this, but like to like make it like you're not even thinking about it. Yeah, you're just doing it. I'm just not gonna say this is like, but it's pretty much the whole basis of like any like messianistic religion where it's just like things are going to suck now and you have to do it but this would be better in paradise and that is just like i'm not going to do this anymore because this is not right now like right now what's happening sucks and you need to fix it yeah and but and dean's like dean's like look let let's run let's go let's go get sam and go and castell's like oh we're gonna get hunted and they'll kill us he's like it's worth it if this is worth it sorry and gets calls castell spineless soulless son of a bitch because he's yeah but it's just like it's worth dying for right and and but also we figure out that or at least dean figures out like oh this is what Cass was trying to tell him before he got like yanked back and but Cass still won't talk about it because he's been beat like so hard by like Zach or whoever, like all the angels have just like beat obedience into him, mm-hmm. and he just blips out. He doesn't flap. There isn't a flap of a wing. He just blips. So we cut to Sam and Ruby, and they are two miles from the convent, which I think it's very convenient that there's a two mile marker <laughs> sign from the convent. And my exact very- notes are: Sam and Ruby are two miles from the convent, according to a very convenient sign, because <laughs> there is a very weird like two miles ahead, unnecessary unnecessary um but sure i'm sure it's convenient um and they uh she's like just really kind of rushing him but you can tell he's kind of like having second thoughts about the whole fucking thing so um he decides to listen to the voicemail from dean but it's not because this is not the message that we heard dean leave so this harkens back is it it's dean calling him a blood-sucking freak that he'd have to he knew he'd have to save or kill one day and he's a monster and there's no going back so this i think it's clearly meant to be interpreted as the nudge courtesy of zachariah well so kripke did say during like a 2009 con that he's very specific they did not say if this switch was zachariah or ruby 
Okay. Because either one could have done it. I I I think most of us fall into the it was Zachariah camp. Well, but Ruby would also make sense. Yeah. But I think the nudge comment led me into that. Yeah, yeah, uh, definitely. But so we're gonna flash now, like, and so it's gonna that's just gonna push Sam over the edge, right? Because oh, yeah. he's got this. He's he's got he doesn't feel like Dean's redeeming him, so he's got to go through with it. That's all there is. Well, it's also that yeah. whole fuck you. You don't like you don't think I can do this? Yeah, I'm gonna fucking do this, right? <laughs> so, yeah. but we're gonna flip back to Dean, who is finally given in and just is eating the burger because yes, of course, at some point I would be eating burgers. But Castiel appears, grabs him by the shoulder, takes the demon knife, cuts his arm, uses his own blood to start drawing on the fucking wall while holding Dean's mouth. And then Zachariah arrives, but he's Castiel's already drawn the sigil to send Zachariah away. Yeah. So this is my completely different notes on this. Okay. So upstairs, Dean is giving in and eating the burger when Cass pops in, throws him against the wall, and with his hands over his mouth, sexy time, Destiel. Oh, sad. It's time to cut his arm and draw a sigil on the wall. So I just saw, like, I saw Misha throw Jensen against the wall with his hand over his mouth and say, don't say anything, lover. That is what I saw right here. And Diana is like, you're watching a separate show. Yeah, I hate you. I just don't. I, I don't. I, <laughs> I don't yeah, no, that was okay. Okay, I was like, so if we put like, if that was a woman there and she got thrown against the wall in her mouth, like, yeah, it's sexy time, man, it's sexy time. But anyway, so like Zach pops in, and then so Castiel zaps him away temporarily, and then Castiel tells Dean we need to find Z- we need to find Sam and stop him from killing Lilith. We don't know but I don't know where it is. Lilith is the final seal. She dies and the end begins. So we need to quit. So now we know that it's that if Sam succeeds in killing Lilith, which is what his mission is, then that's actually the next step instead of stopping the next step. What the fuck? Yeah. So this whole season where they've been working to kill Lilith, that whole thing is actually what starts the apocalypse, which is also really fucked up. You think about what happened earlier this episode when Dean was reminded you started this in the first place, right? So they started this in the first place and they're also the ones who are going to kind of usher it in. Yep. Yep. So they do, but we're going to cut to somebody. Yeah, Castiel's like, I know who can help us figure out where she's going to be. And they're back at Chuck's house. And Chuck is on the phone and he just wants some companionship because he has seen the end of the world. Yeah. And he was like, you know what? In the end, if the world comes, I'm going to go out fucking. Yeah. He's calling, he's speaking to an escort service and is requesting the rates for 20 girls to come over that night. Their rates seem very high. And this may be because I just finished up watching a whole bunch of Law and Order SVU. And so maybe the rates on in New York SVU land or less than what's on here. But this was like $1,000 for an hour. And unless like you're getting a call girl, that seems like a call girl. I mean, a a porn like legend that seems very high. But I don't know. I don't know. She doesn't think he can afford it anyways. And his comments is live like there's no tomorrow. I mean, it's based on those rates, which like there wasn't even a discount for the twenty girls. Like that was like two hundred thousand dollars. Like rate. there should be a bulk rate involved. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, anyhow, but um, so at that point, 
Dean and Cass do blip in. And he's very surprised and said, that's not supposed to happen. And uh, yeah. So we cut to back to Lilith at the convent and she's got a whole bunch of demons with her and they've got their bowl of blood. But then it's a very sad Oscar Wilde looking demon. Like he's just like so trepidatious. She's like, here's your blood, my lady. And I was like, why is this? Po- you don't look like a demon. Like you just look like a sad guy who's writing poetry. Yeah. So, but then all the demons fall down all at once and Sam and Ruby arrive. We cut back to Chuck and oh, wait, before we come back to them, we have a glare contest. So Sam and Lilith do a glare contest. And then Lilith is like, no, watch me close this door. And then she just flicks her hands and she closes the door. Good powers, Lilith. All right. So now Chuck's talking, telling, um, Castiel and Dean about St. Mary's. But also that y'all aren't in the story, so why are you here? And Castiel's like, mm, yeah, we're going to make it up as we go now. Uh, and so the lights flash, and so we know now that the archangel is arriving because Castiel and Dean are not supposed to be there. So uh, Castiel's like, I'm going to hold him off. Uh, Dean, you got to go stop Sam, and boops him to the convent. Boop. So... He just travels to the convent, uh, to the convent. And, uh, so as he's over there, like the eight archangels lights coming and Chuck just puts his hand on Cash's shoulder and Cass uh-huh. is like, no, 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 we, we ain't no. Like- no, sir. Yeah. At the convent, we see, um, Sam has entered the main room with Lilith and he, f- uh, flings her against the altar. Uh, he's very serious face. Very, mm. very, very. Mm. and he's about to call out to sam because he wants to run the room and stop sam obviously ruby looks over her shoulder and sees dean arrive and this is this is this is the moment of real like betrayal i think and she sees dean and closes the doors so that sam does not see or hear dean yeah and i think genevieve does like the best face here like that look at that smirk Mm-hmm. And she like, flicks the door open. It was perfection. It was not. good. Mm-hmm. And it was like, and that's when we you know, like, oh shit, she's a not their side. She, th- something is happening. Something is amiss with Ruby. Something, sure. something is amiss. Mm-hmm. Ooh, wait, should we not have trusted Ruby the demon? What? what? So Sam is super focused, and you can hear his heartbeat. And he super is loud. It's like very loud. It's a big thing. And he is holding out his hand to start the process to kill Lilith. And Ruby's watching. Dean's yelling, but Dean hear or Sam finally hears Dean through the door a little bit. It breaks through, and Ruby starts losing her fucking shit. And like, what are you waiting for? And uh, Lilith is laughing and mocking Sam about it. Like you turned yourself into a freak and a monster, and now you're not gonna do it. And it's adorable. Like, well, honestly, I mean, this is also like her. Like she knows what they all know. The Sam buttons. Yeah. So they're Sam button to push. You are a freak. You're a monster. Mm-hmm. I want you to kill me. I'm gonna say this. And then Sam's eyes go demon black. Mm-hmm. And he kills her. He kills her. She's dead. Uh, She's dead. And her blood is taking a very specific path. Yeah. 
So really weird. Like, and there wasn't really a, it wasn't really a bloody death either. Like she just like fell and bumped her head on the ground. So it's kind of weird. That there's a bunch of blood to begin with. I guess maybe it's just like, there's this little hole in the dental hygienist and now we're sucking all these fake the whatever. All right. So we're, we're getting our, we're getting our sigil for Lucifer or whatever. And Ruby's just very happy. And Sam's like, what? I thought I, I did good, right? I did good. Where's my treat? Where's my treat? I killed Lilith. Give me my treat. Yeah, because Sam's like, what is going on? And uh, she's like, you opened the door and now he's free at last. And then my notes say, oh, fuck, Ruby is bad. Yeah, she's the scorpion. And Sam is very upset. He's like, no, I stopped her because I killed her. And Ruby's like, no, 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 no. She was the seal. Guess who's coming to dinner? Lucifer is because you did it. Yay. Yay. And it is written that the first demon shall be the last seal. Uh, But I mean, so. Yeah, we, we talked about this. We, we kind of basically we briefly went over to Lilith lore that, you know, she is theoretically the first demon. Um, so, and the guess again thing is because Sam says, oh my God. But then Ruby goes into this major, like, I appreciate oh, this. I is, am so awesome speech. Yeah, she is excessively proud of herself. I mean, I, maybe rightfully so. She's like, look, I was the best. No, I was the most loyal. No one fucking knew what I was doing this whole time, you can be mad, but even you have to admit I'm awesome. Yeah. And this is also why you never, like I will never brag about anything I ever do because once you brag, shit's going to go down. And he is just like, uh, uh-uh, bitch, like hey, take my hands. Oh, uh. but he doesn't uh. have any more psychic fry juice. Cause he shot his payload on the boss. Ew. 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 Oh. And so Sam falls to the ground because he's so like spent and upset, I think, about all this. And just and accuses her, says, You poisoned me. She's like, No, I just gave you choices and you chose right. And she says, I just I, what is it? She makes the Dumbo reference. It, it wasn't the feather, like it was always you. Uh which is but this is also very, I think, very important to the story, is that it was never like it wasn't Sam drinking the blood. It was Sam making choices about, and I think probably this goes back to the thing I was asking earlier about, wait, he didn't kill other people, right? He didn't drink their blood. And at this point, you're like, wait, did he make choices to actually do this? And each time he said, no, no, he turned to the dark side, right? And it was that what was made him made him strong. But then also, why does blood go away? I don't get it. I don't know. I hate but, but yeah, but why does he need? Yeah, why does he blow his payload? Why does he? Need I don't know. Do the, I don't know. And Ruby says, "No, it's not. You know, it was all a miracle. Everything that Azazel and Lilith did to get Sam there to that moment, and that it had to be him. Which is just cre- this is just like creepier and sadder. And like you actually feel really fucking bad for Sam. Like he's just been fucking played by everybody at this. But it's also but very interesting that them. she's. Yeah, but she's very, like, no, but it's very specific that it had to be you. Like, it always had to be you. So I feel like we're getting something else here, but we don't know because Dean finally bursts in the door. Yeah. And well, first she's like, look, uh, by the way, Lucifer is going to be free and he's going to be really grateful to you and he'll repay you. But that's when Dean breaks in and Ruby's like, you're too late. Dean goes, I don't care. And Sam grabs Ruby and Dean stabs her. 
Yep, he just got scared to death. And the boys look at each other. And Sam apologizes as the ground rumbles in the bloody spiral. And there's, uh, uh, yeah, a lot of light coming up. So what I did, a lot of light comes up, and then that's the episode. That's the season. That's what we get. We don't know. Well, we know, kind of, but... Yeah, so Sam is just like he's coming, and we get this very interesting fade to white instead of fading yeah, to black. I know about that. So at yeah. the end of every episode, we get a black screen with white text with the first line of credits, and this one is a white screen with black text, which was a very clever um, switch aesthetically. Yep. But, so that is how we end season four. Right. We don't know what's happening, but we do know something else is happening. Something else is coming. Something is coming. Something is coming. And that's season five of Devil's Trap Podcast. And in season five of Devil's Trap Podcast, not only will you get our lovely voices, but you're also going to get our lovely faces. What? We're going to YouTube, bitches. Yes. YouTube. Maybe other. I don't know if videos go to other places. I don't know. But we're at least like, we're going to be releasing uh, this shit on YouTube. Uh, so look forward to that in season five. And in the first extra special things of the things you're getting in season five, I'm going to do some trivia. All right. Diana, do you. And right now, we're just, Diana's in the hot seat. We may bring other people in the hot seat. But Diana, we're doing trivia on season four. Are you ready? No. no. Well, yeah, yeah, and this is we're gonna release this on YouTube so you guys can get the first beautiful vo- pictures of our faces as we go through this. So, uh, s- season four supernatural trivia. Question one, Diana, what city was Dean raised from perdition in episode one? Was it A. Lawrence, Kansas? B. Pontiac, Illinois? C. Austin, Texas, or D, Sunnytale, California? Pontiac, Illinois. It was Pontiac, Illinois. Okay, so wide right for Diana so far. All right, question two in episode 14, after school special. What clothing article defined Dean's alter ego? Was it a suit jacket, a trucker hat, red gym shorts, or a police uniform. Red gym shorts. That's right. That is the episode where Dean portrayed himself as a gym teacher. All right. Coach and it, Coach Dean. Coach Dean and his sexy, sexy legs. All right. In episode three, in the beginning, John Winchester originally wanted to buy what? Instead of an Impala. Did he want to buy... A Ford Econoline, a VW van, a VW bug, or a Chevy Blazer? I think it was a VW. I can't remember. Which VW? Was it a VW van or a VW bug? Damn it. Oh, I think it was a van. You're right. It was a van. Woo. Hey. A slam van. All right. Okay. In episode four, we learn another term for human flesh when eaten. Was it a short pig, B, long pig, C, fat ass, or D, Taco Bell? Long pig. 
<laughs> you are correct. It was Long Pig. <laughs> you're, you're doing so well. You're doing so well. Right, in episode six, wishful thinking. What should you kneel before? Should you kneel before Sam, Dean, Todd, or Rufus? Kneel before Todd. Kneel before Todd! <laughs> that is correct. All right, next question. In episode 10, Heaven and Hell, Ruby thinks it's racist that the walls of Bobby's bunker are drenched in what? Is it salt, holy water, demon's blood, or cock smoke? I thought it was salt. But now I'm questioning. It was salt. You okay, always yeah. go with your gut answer. Always go with go your gut salt. answer. Always go with salt. Okay. All right. <laughs> In episode 14, sex and violence. Sirens love what flower? Is it A, lilies, B, orchids, C, hyacinth, or D, corpse flowers? I thought it was hyacinth. You are correct. Diana, you're smoking it. You have paid attention all season long. All right. In episode 17, it's a terrible life. What does Dean listen to instead of rock in his car? Hmm. Is it classical music? Is it B, NPR? Is it C, Joe Rogan? Or is it D, an audiobook about juice cleanses? It's NPR. It is NPR. The thing Liz gives money to when she's drunk. All right. Next to to last question in episode 19. Jump the shark. The Winchesters are butt hurt that John took their brother Adam where? Is it A, fishing, B, hunting, C, a hockey game, or D, a baseball game? Baseball game. You were correct. Oh my God. She's nine out of 10. Nine out of 10. Diana could go for all the way. All right. In the final episode of the season, Lucifer Rising, Uh what does Ruby joke are black and right? White, not right. (laughs) Black and white and red all over. Is it A, dead demons, B, dead seals, C, dead nuns, or D, dead umpires? I'm going to go with C, dead nuns. It is. It is dead nuns. Listen, listen to your voice. And that is it. Diana has gotten 10 out of 10, proven that she has paid attention for this entire season. Uh, so uh, we hope you enjoyed playing along. And like I said, this will be available on our YouTube channel. As always, you can find us in all the places that will play after we are done talking. But with that, we will see you at the beginning of August, and we can't wait for season five. Cheers, jerk. Cheers, bitch. Devil's Trap Podcast is part of the Ship It Studios Podcast Network. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Devil's Trap Podcast. Be sure to follow us on Instagram, Devil's Trap Podcast, Twitter, Devil's Trap Pod, or you can email us, Devil's Trap at Devil's Trap Podcast.com. Don't forget to subscribe, leave reviews, and share it with all your friends. We're available at all your major podcast listening devices, or you can always find us at devilstrappodcast.com. Thanks! Devil's Trap Podcast is a Don't Be a Dick production. Meow! Intro music, arrangement, and performance by Dave Cox. 
piano arrangement and performance by Bobby Orozco. Meow.